everybody. Welcome to the Ministry Staff Podcast. I'm your host, Chad Giddens. If you serve, work, volunteer, or on staff at any type of ministry, this is the podcast you want to be listening to. And today's topic is this. This is what we're talking about. Am I as honorable as I think in the way I serve, in the way I work? Am I really doing this with honor. Listen, most people aren't trying to do things wrong. We're not saying, you know what? I'm I'm going to go in and really do this with a bad attitude. That's, that's, that's my aim is to really mess this up. But just because we're not aiming to do things wrong doesn't mean we're perfect. And uh, there can be problems in our lives that we're not seeing and, uh, and they're happening. But and check this out. This is why this matters. The, the seasons, when we're serving, when we're on, on staff at a church and really anywhere in life, the season that you're in has some things to offer you, some things you can learn, some areas where you can grow, some some areas of your character that need to be uh, dealt with, strengthened, some information you're going to need for the next season. And, and the season we're in provides us with so much that we need for the season we're going to. And if we don't handle the season we're in properly, we won't be able to handle the next season. And we don't want that happening. So one of the ways you do that is in the season you're in, whatever the season, whether it's difficult or easy, whether you like it or not, the season you're in needs to be handled with honor. It needs to be done correctly. And so this is the question. Are you committed honorably to the success of the ministry where you serve? Not just committed, not just getting your work done, not just doing your part. Are you doing it with honor? You see, nothing that happens in our mind, in our thought process is fruitless. We went over that in a podcast a while back. Everything there bears fruit, okay? No thought that we have left unchecked or a bad idea or, or, I'm sorry, not a bad idea, (laughs) a, a, a bad heart or bad motives. Nothing can just exist in our mind without creating some momentum in our life. See, if we leave things in our heart and in our mind wrong, it will create wrong momentum. And the reason is that is because our heart is this, it is a unique piece of our lives and our makeup that determines so much, really everything, everything about where we're going and how we're getting there. That's all done in our hearts. Proverbs 4.23, this is a pretty common scripture for Christians. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows out of it. One of the translations says, guard it with all diligence. That means with every available resource and with every available effort, guard your heart for out of it flows. Listen to that. Out of it flows. That's not, The Bible's not saying there's a chance that what's in your heart may contribute to other parts of your life. It's saying every part of your life is under the influence of your heart. Out of your heart flows your life. The condition of your life flows out of your heart. And in the season we're in, that is what is most challenged, our heart. And and listen, if we had no sin nature, if if the world was perfect, there was no such thing as sin, we wouldn't have to be dealing with our heart. But that is the case. We're here now. And since sin's not going away, since, and you read over Galatians that, that, that what's in your heart or in your spirit, man, and what's in your carnal nature are never friends. They are never on the same side, never going the same direction, never looking at things the same way. That means this, there's never a time when you're not going to have to guard your heart. And every season you are in, 
You're going to have to manage your heart correctly so that the next season can begin and you can succeed in that next season. And the good thing about it is, is God's not putting the maximum amount of pressure your your particular life is going to face. It's not putting it on you at the start. He's growing you through layers of growth, layers of change, layers of information, layers of wisdom, layers of revelation that you'll need. And it's in the season you're in right now. And you're like, well, Chad, this season, I mean, it's been, it's been pretty rough. I've been really challenged financially. Well, if you're handling that well, you're going to be prepared for financial challenges in the future that are way bigger. And you're going to be able to get through them and succeed in them. Well, Chad, I, Chad, I've been having a, I've been, a, I, I work at a, at a, at a, at a, you know, a missions organization. I've been having a real time, real hard time understanding my boss and get. Well, you know what? You're learning to grow. You're learning to look at things differently than you think they should be. You know what that perspective is going to do? It's going to help you in that next season. Boy, you're going to need that perspective in the next season. Let, let me. Let me let me, let me, uh, I, I want to look at, at a couple of things in, in the Bible. I'm skipping over a little bit of my notes here, but I want to look at a couple of people in the Bible and, and just kind of quickly, these are, these are not any obscure characters. These are characters that if you've, if you've been around, you know, you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you know, let's look at in the Bible, some examples of people who responded very well in difficult seasons and what that happened, what, what happened to them with that response. So let's look at the life of Joseph. Now in Genesis, we, we, find, uh, we find Joseph, and uh, Joseph is a character. He's got a lot of older brothers, and uh, Joseph brothers did not like him too much. I'm not going to go into all the details. I mean, it's a very interesting story. It's super cool. There's so much in it. And I hate to just skip over so many awesome principles, but here, let's break this down. Joseph's brothers betrayed him, sold him into slavery. He said, hey, Joseph, threw that guy down in a pit and sold him to some slave traders driving by and then told his dad, told Joseph or, or, or their father, you know, because he was the young brother. He, 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 uh, they said, hey, your son Joseph was killed. So here Joseph is, comes to see his brothers out doing their job. They take his coat. I'm not going to get in. Throw him in a pit, sell him off, and send him to Egypt as a slave. I mean, this. I mean, this is a matter of 24 hours. He is stuffed in the back of, I don't know, some kind of cage device. I don't know what it'd be back then. He's stuck in some kind of cage on wheels, and they're rolling him into Egypt as a slave. I mean, first of all, he was a son. 24 hours now, he's a slave with nothing. And here's how he responded. He got sold there in Egypt. He went into the, a guy named Potiphar. He, he was sold to him. He served that man faithfully. And Joseph kept his eyes on honoring God in God's ways. They say, Chad, how do you know that? Well, first of all, Joseph was highly blessed. Second of all, he resisted adultery. And he said, listen, I am not going to, I'm not going to dishonor not only the master I'm serving. Let me say that again. I'm not going to dishonor the master I'm serving. Remember, Joseph is a slave and it is unfair. He is in a situation he should not be in. He said, I'm not going to dishonor my master and I'm not going to dishonor God by committing adultery. I'm not doing this. Well, you know where that got him? In prison. Got him in prison. So here he is honoring God and he gets thrown into prison. You know what he does in prison? He serves his jailers faithfully. So he was sold unfairly and served faithfully and honored God. Then he was put into prison for being faithful to God and he served his jailers. He served in the jail faithfully and honored God, and he was blessed and promoted. And then he had some people he met in prison, helped them out. They got out of jail. Well, they both got out of jail. One of them didn't go so well for them when they got out, but the other did. 
And you know what? They said, hey, when I get out of jail, I'm going to tell them about you, Joseph. You're a faithful man. I'm going to tell the Pharaoh. I'm going to tell him who you are. Didn't ever tell him. Left him there. So in this season, Joseph goes from one betrayal to the next, from one low point to the next. And everywhere he goes, he serves God and he serves the leadership he is under. You know what that prepared him to do? He wasn't willing to give up. He wasn't willing to stop serving God. He wasn't willing to let go of his faith. He wasn't willing to sin when he was tempted. You know what that did? It built up his character. It built up his wisdom through all these different situations where he learned to serve and to grow and into into a flourish in the environment he was in. That's what made him able to have the number two spot in Egypt. See, Egypt was entering into a famine And Joseph, God gave Joseph the wisdom to do it. He said, listen, this is how you can get through this this famine. You tell Pharaoh this. And Pharaoh said, look, this guy's obviously got God on him. Obviously, there's an anointing on him. You're in charge. But had Joseph not had gone through those seasons faithfully, how much character or the ability to resist temptation, or to let power go to his head, or arrogance, or just a structure of leadership and and how to arrange things properly would not have been in his life. And listen to this. In the whole process, I haven't even brought up the fact that faithfulness was sown in every single step. He was faithful to God. I've said it before on the podcast, and I'm going to say it again here. You need to remember this. Faithfulness produces a fruit. It's the hardest fruit to grow, and it's the hardest fruit to kill. Faithfulness takes a long time to grow. You have to go through many heart situations that are very uncomfortable if you're going to really grow faithfulness. And if you do, It'll sustain you through some very difficult times, even some foolishness on your part. Your faithfulness will sustain you in those moments. Man, that's good stuff. I've been there before. Let me, let me bring up just a couple others. You, you look at Daniel. Listen, his nation was overrun, taken, people of his, his, his countrymen killed, his whole, his whole nation captured, went into, to, went, went into slavery. All their possessions, possessions are gone. And, and Daniel was brought with some others in, into, the, into the palace of the king to serve the king. You know, he could have had a real bad attitude. He went been like, you know, bump this. I ain't serving you, this, this stupid king. You tell you what, he wants to hear my advice. I'm going to give him some advice. I'm going to make it sound awesome. And, I'm, and it's going to ruin him. It's going gonna, it's gonna to go terrible. You know what he said? He said, I'm going to serve with honor. They tried to bring him a bunch of food and said, all you guys eat at this food and eat this stuff. And, and, and Daniel's like, no, no, no. This is not the way we're supposed to do it. But I tell you what. If the king wants healthy advisors, well, the advisors that look good, we're going to eat even healthier than what this king has brought us. We're not going to eat this stuff. We're going to eat super healthy because I'm going to honor him. I'm going to do what's right, and I'm going to honor my God at the same time. Listen, when you're doing right, you don't have to choose between honoring your leader and honoring God. Okay, you don't do that. It's always God first. It's always God first. There is true. There is leadership that is dishonorable. And there are some things that go bad. I'm not saying, hey, you know what? My my leader is committing adultery. I'm going to make sure that no one else knows that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm I'm talking about in some reasonable circumstances. Uh you don't have to, you don't have to choose. You can honor them both. You can honor them both well. And the Holy Spirit will show you if 
you actually make up in your mind and heart to do it. Because if you're not allowing honor in your heart, then you're not allowing honor out of your heart. I mean, that's just how that goes. It ain't coming out if it ain't going in. Okay? And if you're not allowing honor in heart, you know what you're doing? You're allowing dishonor in there. And if dishonor is going into your heart, then dishonor is going out of your heart. You've got to watch that. See, we want to serve honorably in the seasons we are in. Even if you look at the life of David, uh, you know, he was anointed as king. In fact, his dad even said, yeah, I hears all my sons. Uh, and the prophet said, no, this ain't, this ain't all of them because I'm not seeing the king of Israel in here. I said, well, we got one little kid. He's out in the back, you know, watching the sheep. They bring him in. They anointed as king, send him back out to do the sheep. And that's where he spends his time. But you know what he does out there? He protects those sheep with honor. No one's watching. No one's there. He learns to worship God. He learns to spend time with God. And God strengthens him and he protects those sheep from a bear, from a lion. And when he stepped on the battlefield, when he went and saw Goliath, he told the king, hey, King Saul, I'll take this thing down. He said, God helped me take down a lion. God helped me take down a bear. And God's going to give me the strength to do this too. David spent his time where no one saw where no one praised him, where no one taught him how to be king. He spent his time out in this pasture, knowing what his call was. He's on the other side. Basically, he's on the other side of the world from his call. See, a king's all up top. They sit in places of honor. People come and, 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 they, and they just fawn over him and, and, and help him and serve him and do whatever they can. King David, the future king of Israel, is out in a pasture with nothing, doing grunt work, learning in that season how to flow in the power of God and how to know and worship God. And then you see David's life, and of course David's lives weren't perfect, but he he led Israel, the entire nation, into success and into peace and conquered the foes. And listen, he had to endure some stuff, hunted by Saul, almost murdered by Saul multiple times, the whole army exiled from his nation from a time, for a time. And in all that, he stayed faithful. And and this is what he said. He said, I will not go against Saul. He may not be a righteous king. He may not be serving God correctly, but God put him in charge. Who am I to dare argue with God or even touch someone that God has placed in charge? Listen, we don't necessarily run around and say, you know what, there's my leader over there of my department, and I don't like them. You know what, I'm just so tempted to throw a spear through the air and stab them in the heart. That's probably not what's happening in your mind, but what is happening is this. I know what my leader wants. I'm just not willing to put every bit of effort into it because I just don't think it's a good idea. See, there is where we're not serving with honor. You know what? I know what my leader wants, but uh, I'm really not supposed to be here till uh, 6 p.m. You know, that's where I'm supposed to check in as a volunteer. I'm certainly not going to show up at 5.50 and make sure everything's in order. I I always see them here early. Uh, uh, You know, I always see uh, this person here early. I'm not going to show up any earlier than I've been asked to and help them, help my leader get their job done. Hmm. We seeing some things here? We thinking about some things here? Listen, one of the things I talk to my guys about, and I've said plenty, is your leader, you ought to be helping. You ought to be looking at what they need. Not saying, I will sit here till I'm asked. I will sit here till I'm told. I will only do what's here 
in this, stay in these lines because that's all they told me to do. I'm not handling that over there. No, get all the way involved. Generally, when you're not willing to go the extra mile, it's because your heart is wrong. I say generally. Really, that's what it is. It's not generally. It is what it is. I'm kind of skipping around on my notes here, but but this is what I want to get to. What kind of thoughts does a person who is serving honorably, what kind of thoughts do they have? What's going through their mind? A person that is serving with honor, wherever they at, as, as a staff member, as a volunteer, a, a, as a worship leader, you know, someone who does technical work like me, you know, you're working on fiber optics or you're working on the server or whatever you do, answering the phones, cleaning. What does a person who is serving honorably, what are they thinking? Here's a couple of thoughts. Let me tell you, a person who's serving honorably, here's one of the thoughts they're thinking. Is what I'm doing going to make my leader proud? Is what I'm doing really going to make my leader proud? Are they going to look at what I'm doing and the way I'm doing it, the attitude I have while I'm doing it, and go, man, that's what I wish all my people did. That's what I wish all of my my, my workers did. That's why I wish all the people that uh, are volunteers under me, that's what I wish they did. Is that how you're doing it? Is what you're doing pleasing your leader? Are they proud of it? Here's another question, kind of the kind of the, the same one. Is what I'm doing going to make my leader happy? Is it going to encourage them? See, when I see when my leaders see me working, I want to I want to say not only am I doing a good job, but they're thinking to themselves, wow. I'm so glad I get to work with that guy. I'm so glad I, I get to volunteer with, with that girl. I, I'm so glad that, that they are a part. It makes my heart happy that they're serving. Is your leader happy you're serving? Now, that doesn't mean they're glad you came and served. But there is a difference. Ooh, ooh let me say this now. There is a difference when there's people that work onto you. I, I have it happen with me. I, I've been, you know, the head of my department for 20-something years. I've had many employees to come up under me. I've also had a large stack of volunteers for the work we do. Listen, there are some that I'm so glad I've got them, but I'm not always happy they're there because of what I have to go through to get that great work out of them. But there has been some, and there still are even right now, that man... I am so glad I get to work with them. They've got a great attitude. They're humble. They're willing to learn, quick to admit their failures. If they do something wrong and I've got to correct them, they, they, they're not giving me 18 minutes worth of excuses. They're just being like, okay, sorry, Chad. I'll get it right next time. I'll do my best. There's such a pleasure to lead. So easy to lead them. Is, that's what, is that how your leader feels about you? Are you easy to lead? Are you a thrill? <laughs> Listen to this. Are you a thrill when, when they have to correct you? Are they saying, you know, I don't want to talk to that person. Boy, it's going to be so difficult, the conversation when I have. Or are they saying to this, it doesn't matter what I've got to correct in their life. That's so-and-so. They're always open. They're always ready. If I go and correct them, they're going to they're gonna grab hold of it, uh, 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 you know, with everything they got and move it forward. I'm never going to have to bring this up again. And they're going to be so thankful that I brought that correction to them. How do you take correction from your leader? Hmm. Here's another question. Is how I serve and work given any occasion for my leader not to trust me? 
Are you a trustworthy servant? That's what that's what people who serve honorably, they think that way. Am, am I trustworthy? Does my leader trustworthy? trust me? Am I doing anything that would make my leader think that I might not could be trusted with more than I have right now? Are you a trustworthy servant? Does your leader trust you completely? Hmm. Trust you to act the way they want you to act to lead the way they want you to lead, to accomplish a task the way they want it accomplished. Can they trust you to be an extension of who they are? Or they say, you know what? I'm going to put Chad in charge of that area. I know he'll get the job done, but he's not going to do it in any way. I I, I really want him to do it. I'm just going to have to let him do it because I don't have anyone else. Is that what your leader's doing with you? Or are you not only accomplishing the task that they put before you, but are you accomplishing them the way they want you to do it. Are you really giving yourself all? Are you giving all of yourself to serving? Or is it just part? Hmm. Here's another one. Am I, am I constantly telling myself, listen to this. This is a big one. Am I constantly, if I'm going to serve honorably, I need to constantly be telling myself, it doesn't matter what I'm called to in the future. And it doesn't matter what I want right now. I'm going to serve with everything I have. See, so many times people who have dreams or in their heart, and I'm not just saying wild dreams, I mean, honestly, in their heart, they believe they're called into ministry somewhere. They continually seek their future with the moment they're in. And that is foolishness. You see, if you are ready for that future, you would be in it. But instead, you're going through some processes in the season you're in and in the coming seasons to prepare you for that calling. You can't do it if all you're doing is focused on that calling. You say, well, you know what? I believe I'm called to, you know, you know, be a missionary. Well, that's fine. But right now, you don't know what it takes to have enough strength to be a missionary. That's a tough job. That's why you're working over here in this department because that part of your character is going to be grown over here. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with missions. No, it doesn't. But it does have to do with your next season. That's why God puts you there. You see, if you're trying to avoid the season you're in, if you're not really listening to your leadership, not serving with honor, not allowing your heart to be changed where you're at, you can't get to where you're going. There's so much where you're at now that if you'll take it to heart, God will use these moments. They are designed specifically for you to help you in these moments. And listen, God is not out his aim, his goal is to love you. It is not saying, you know what? I wonder what I can make Chad go through. I wonder how difficult I can make it before he falls apart. Oh, man, look, he he got blessed over here and he got blessed there. And then last week he was blessed too. You know what? It's time to just give him a terrible day. God is not doing that. You think, why am I being punished? Why is God leading me? Why am I doing this difficulty? He's actually growing you. You see, the things that are in your heart that's wrong are destroying your future. He is trying to stop that destruction so that every seed he puts into your life can grow fruitfully. And every time you serve without honor, every time you resist correction, every time you stand against the season you're in, you prolong your own destruction. God loves you and his correction is love. It is not anger. Accept the season you're in and grow with it. Listen, one more question I want to ask you. 
an honorable person, someone who's serving honorably does this. Am I looking for solutions or am I looking for reasons to complain or stand against my leader? See, if you're complaining and you're standing against them, you're in the wrong. The Bible gives you no options. I'm talking from the table of contents all the way to the maps. There is no scripture in there that gives you the right to complain. Complaining is sin. You're dishonoring God, you're dishonoring leadership, and you're dishonoring your future. Make no mistake about it. You do not have that right at all. And if you're doing it, you are 100% in the wrong. 100%. End of the story. You need to help your leader. You're like, but I don't think they're doing that right. Well, no one asked you. Did you realize that God put them in charge? Well, I don't think they're called a leader. Then pack up and go somewhere else. Because if you cannot trust your leadership and you cannot trust God where you're at, you cannot grow. Okay? And if you're not going to help them move forward, then you are a weight they are dragging against. If you cannot support your leadership, get your heart right, which we've talked about in, in, in previous previous podcasts. Just, just go listen to plenty of them, but mainly pray for your leader and pray for their vision and pray that God gives you wisdom to help them in their vision. And God will begin to change your heart. So listen, I said all that. I, I gave you the whole podcast. There's a lot in there. Some, some parts you may not have liked. But listen, how you handle your season you're in is important. It's there for a reason. God's not cursing you. He's blessing you. He's preparing you for more. He's giving you the chance to learn, to grow, to change, to develop humility. And if you'll grab hold of those things and become an uncommon, abnormal blessing to your leader. I mean, like, you are just awesome. Your leader loves leading you. If you get, if you bring your heart to that point, your next season is going to be amazing, okay? How you handle the season you're in determines when you're going to enter that next season and if you can succeed in it at all or not. Don't let your heart be troubled in the season you are in. Be like the, like, like, like the three examples we brought up, Joseph, Daniel, and David. Just be faithful. Just trust God and let him bless you through it. Now, and let me mention this real quick. I really kind of hit the end of the podcast here, but I'm about to do another podcast. And this one was a, you know, it was, it was, you know, kind of real. I asked some real questions, but the next one I'm about to do is going to get real. I mean, very real. And it's going to be hard for some of you to hear. If you're struggling with something, with some of the things I said that you're really struggling with what's in your heart versus what's in your leader heart, don't miss my next podcast. And, uh, if you don't want to do right, you better skip that next podcast. All right, so there we go. Guys, listen, if today was a blessing to you, and I, and I really hope it was, my intention is never to, to harm or discourage or, or call somebody out and make you feel bad about yourself. No condemnation here because pretty much everything I share on, well, not pretty much, absolutely everything I share on this podcast, I have absolutely done wrong. The reason I understand it is because I screwed it up first. And God had to deal with me. That's why I talk about it. It's not just something I read out of a leadership bucket book. It's something I did terribly wrong and am working on fixing. So my, my, my point is to be an encouragement. And if today was an encouragement, let me know. Get on the, the website, ministrystaffpodcast.com. Let us know. Send me an email uh, or, or message through the website. And 
Tell somebody about the podcast. Let it be a blessing to them. And, and, and let me mention this. If you got time, jump on your podcast and give us a rating. It actually helps people find our podcast better, and we want to be a blessing to more people. And that's it. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and got another one coming up. It's going to be real. It's going to be real, real. You're going to jump into that with me? I hope so. Talk to you again. <music>